0: Let's hold hands. I figured that was a good start. If any spirit is here, please give us a sign. I glanced towards Fran. She sighed as only teenagers can and flicked the lights on and off. The group reacted the way I intended, excited squeals and laughs. Who was that? Sophia asked in a breathless voice. A ghost with a sense of humor. Close your eyes, I added. Let's concentrate and see who else might want to talk to us. Beverly and Sophia immediately obeyed, with the little girl scrunching up her face, eyes squeezed shut. Sassy, on the other hand, looked straight at me, silently asking me my plan. I only wished I had one. I shrugged, and she nodded. Suddenly, in a quiet voice, Sassy spoke up. Brianna, who is here with us? I can hear someone snapping their fingers. Is that a spirit trying to get my attention? Sophia's eyes opened wide. My daddy used to do that. Remember, Mom? Dad would listen to you singing and he'd be snapping his fingers. You said he was keeping the beat. Right, Mom? Beverly looked from Sophia to Sassy and then to me. It was clear she wasn't sure what to think. I had a strong feeling Beverly wanted to believe as much as Sophia. This was probably a bad idea. I might not have gone through with it, except for Sassy. Beverly nodded. You're right, Sophia. Daddy did like to snap his fingers. Do you hear anything else, Sassy? I'm not sure. I think the spirit is singing and snapping his fingers to the beat. It's all very faint. Sassy closed her eyes. So did Beverly and Sophia. I just watched, anxious to see where this was all headed. Even Fran seemed intrigued. Suddenly, Sassy spoke again. Anyone ever heard the song, Walking After Midnight? I used to sing that song at Tiny's on karaoke night. It was Mort's favorite. There was a hitch in Beverly's voice. Though her eyes were closed, tears began trickling down her cheek, and she began to sing. I go out walking after midnight, out in the moonlight, just like we used to do. I'm always walking after midnight, searching for you. Sophia scooted onto her mother's lap. Mrs. Jackson, would you tell my daddy that I love him and miss him so much, also that I'm sorry that I broke his sunglasses. I didn't mean to. Me and Ashley were arguing about the dishes, and I threw the sponge at her, and it knocked over the milk, and when I went to clean it up, I stepped on Daddy's jacket, and I heard a crunch, and I knew. By this time, Sophia was crying so hard she could scarcely get the words out. Beverly was rocking her and stroking her hair, the tears running down her cheeks, too. I was crying, too, but surprisingly, Sassy was not. She calmly got up and got the box of tissues from the bathroom, gave some to each of us. Then Sassy sat down, facing the Haymans. Sophia, your daddy sends his love to you and all your brothers and sisters. He's so sorry that he can't give you a hug right now, but he knows your mama will always take good care of you. He would never want you to think he was angry with you. His last thoughts before he died were about what a wonderful family he had. He was remembering how you smiled at him when you won that Bible contest last spring. Beverly, Mort's voice was fading at the end, but the last thing I heard was, Tell Beverly I love her and want her to have a good life. It's all I ever wanted for her and the kids. Really? Beverly looked from Sassy to me. Are you sure he... Fran got off the bed and went to the light switch near the door. She flicked the lights on and off twice, opened the door, walked through it, and shut it behind her. Although the group didn't see Fran, they did see her actions. The three of them hugged while I sat there rocking back and forth, crying for the loss that family had suffered. And to be honest, crying for the love I was pretty sure I had lost too. Cooper wasn't dead but I had a feeling that our relationship was. And not only was I going to miss him, I was going to miss the remarkable lady who had just given closure to a wounded widow and small child.